0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business
1: Radio with Shep Hyken.
0: Hello everybody it's Shep Hyken here and we are back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Very excited today because we have a true expert, somebody that is an executive in a very, very well-known company in the industry. We'll get to that later, but think about this. When you have an issue, a problem, a question, do you immediately pick up the phone or do you go to the web? Do you do something uh, on their website, the company's website? Do you search it in a Google search? How do you like to find the answers or resolve the issues that you have? That's part of what we're going to be talking about today when Jennifer Murphy from Five Nine joins us. Before we get into this, a uh, couple of quick announcements, and you know what they are. If you have an amazing customer service story you want to share or a question you want to ask, reach out to me in any of the social channels. You know where I am: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc., etc., etc. And of course, if you have a question, use the hashtag. Ask Shep, and I'll answer those questions there. And uh, don't forget to find me on my TV show, Be Amazing, or Go Home, which can be found on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Roku, and you can go to beamazing.tv. So with that in mind, we are jumping into this amazing interview with Jennifer Murphy, and you're going to find out she has so, so, so much energy. Can't wait for you to hear her wisdom. Jennifer, welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me, Shep. Great to be here.
0: Well, it is great to be here. And the last time we really interacted, I was on your show and I thought, man, did we have a fun time? We were just cranking. So let's start right away. Uh, I know you have your customer service and experience index at 5.9, and I've got my Achieving Customer Amazement study. I want to find out just how much in alignment we are. Uh, By the way, you should know, Genev, I should I should do a more official introduction to you. Uh, And actually, as I'm looking for your bio, you're the chief marketing officer of Five9, which means you know a lot about Five9, plus you know about customer service. Why don't you give us a quick one sentence or two uh, update on what Five9's been doing?
1: Yes, I am indeed. So I am Jennifer Murphy, the chief marketing officer here at Five9. And at Five9, we are all about how do we help customers reimagine their customer experience and realize results? And we do that through our 5.9 Intelligent Cloud Contact Center platform. And ultimately, that means we help customers. Um, you know, we say that the Cloud Contact Center software is our expertise. We've been in this business for a long time. but Yes, our passion- you're one of the
0: pioneers.
1: We are. We are. We were actually the first uh, to move to the cloud. We were born in the cloud and we have continued to take advantage of the latest and greatest cloud technology to offer a cloud contact center solution to our customers. Make sure that we can take our expertise, but our passion is really about helping customers provide that great customer experience and that amazing experience that yes. you talk about.
0: And and the customers that you're referring to are the amazing brands that buy your solution so they can create an amazing experience for their customers, consumers, whoever they are.
1: And we've got some great customers that we work with, everyone from True Connect, Roundpoint Mortgage, COVID Clinic, Under Armour, uh, so many different customers across so many different industries. And it's exactly that. It's how do we help them deliver great customer experience and help them define what is great customer experience? Is it being able to offer omni-channel experiences? And like you said, be able to give them access to getting information on digital channels via the web or by using AI and automation. Um, Or it could be helping them to just rethink how they actually um, engage with their customers from the perspective of how do they leverage their agents and put their agents to the best use. So making sure that the agents are working on the areas that matter most and then automating and using AI in the areas where maybe... You can, uh, you can take some of those repetitive tasks.
0: Right. Now, one of the things, and we'll get to this, I really want to talk about the intelligent virtual agents, which mm-hmm. is all about artificial intelligence. And I think it's getting so good today that when you're talking to, uh, you're, and voice to voice, uh, yes. you're hearing a voice, it may not be a human, but darn, it does sound like one. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, we just had a really exciting announcement about this, actually. Um, we, I, I just think it's so super cool. Uh, this was actually something we did with a partner of ours called Well Said Labs, and it's called Five9 Virtual VoiceOver. And basically what it allows you to do is create a synthetic version of a human voice so that when you are having that conversation, that conversational AI, um, it, it doesn't sound like the robotic, you know, press one for... Uh, What would you like to do today? Welcome to brand. Uh, It really does sound like, you know, a real human. Uh, But the beauty of it is right now, customers, they have to spend a lot of money to get that personalized human voice. They take a voice actor. They take them into the studio. They record all of their prompts. Cost them a lot of money, a lot of time. And with virtual voiceover, we can essentially help them create a synthetic version so that they record it once they create the synthetic version and then every time they need to make a change they're just using that element and so it's huge ROI for our customers and it ties right back into i think what customers want with customer experience is greater personalization
0: right let's i want to so i promise you we're going to get back into what is referred to as the IVA the intelligent virtual assistant i want to talk about this because this is huge I want you to be thinking, one of the questions is, is this gonna replace human beings? Mm. Uh, There's all kinds of questions that are related to fear, but also I'm excited about opportunity. First, though, as we started out, I was getting so excited about the episode that I started right into the content without giving you the chance to share. So anyway, let's get into what I wanted to talk about, which is, you know, uh, where do customers go first when they have an issue? And if they do have an issue, what's their preferred method of communication? And I want to compare your stats to mine. Our stats say phone is the number one place to go, followed by email and then some type of online chatter texting function. Um, and as far as do the customers go to the phone first or do they find another alternative solution? Like I mentioned, going to the web, either going direct to a website, typing in a Google search, you know, I worked with a a company and when I said, how do you handle your customer support? Well, can you think of a question you've ever asked, you know, the, the, the competition who I was using as they were getting ready to migrate me over I said, yeah, just Put it, go to YouTube and type in the question. How do you do blank on the the company? And there were these YouTube videos. I go, okay, sold. I mean, this is the best. I don't even have to call you anymore. I just go and I have a video tutorial waiting for me when I need it. So 41%, this is what we found, uh, choose to go digital first. 59% still pick up the phone first. What did you find in your customer? Experience Index?
1: Yeah, so we actually found in the five Nine Customer Service Index that we did in 2021, uh, overall 51% uh, preferred phone Um, and that was a little bit greater if you then start that was on average then if you start to drill down into different countries in the US and in Canada it was definitely still phone as a preference as you start to get more into some of the European countries um, so the UK they had 46% as phone but the other thing that we found that was interesting it did vary by demographic but it also varied by context So when it was general issues, people like phone, that 51% on average across the different countries. However, across all of the demographics, and some of the younger generations do like digital, across all of the demographics, when it was an urgent or sensitive issue, 65.2% escalated up and wanted phone. So I think it's not just about the demographic. It's also about the context. Right. And we definitely found that when it's urgent or sensitive, 65.2% wanted that phone and immediate interaction.
0: Yep. So that's, that's great. I wish I would have uh, done this interview before we prepared our questions for our upcoming study. We, you know, <laughs> so we've got our 2022 study in the works right now, uh, which will come out in February or March, uh, this is great. So here's a good question. How, So I I get it for the really serious, real acute problems. I'm going to go to the phone first, but as a company, would I want to send people digital first? Do I want to push them there?
1: Yeah. So I think, and it's interesting. You use the words digital first, right? Because I think often people associate digital first with chat, text, non audio, non voice uh, channels, um, and this is what we call the digital fallacy, because mm-hmm. um, I think, yes, a lot of people will go to chat, um, text, email first. And in some countries, that's all you can. It's actually the, the cheapest thing to offer as well. So I do think that that's a, a thing that customers do and that people should be thinking about. But I think people also need to look at how do we um, separate the digital experience And the digital channel, because voice can be a digital channel, but what people don't like about voice, and this is what we talk about in the digital fallacy, is they don't like the experience, they don't like waiting on hold, they don't like the complex IVRs, they don't like, you know, using conversational AI that doesn't work and doesn't recognize your accent and having to shout down the phone, you Agent, 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 complaint, complaint, representative, uh, representative, exactly. <laughs> That's what people don't like.
0: I know it drives them crazy. Uh, actually, we're we're really looking hard to try to understand where the uh, frustration point becomes. How long are people willing to wait on hold? How long before they realize I am not going to get an email? <laughs> back exactly. Return? You know exactly. How, what are, what are you know if I post on social media. Um, am I going to get a response? How long am I willing to wait? What are my expectations? Those are important. The digital fallacy. I like the way you say that. And by the way, yes, digital channels transcend beyond just website, but it could be, you know, using online chat. If I, I mean, first you go to website, and a little box pops up. You're not typically talking to a human you know, human to human agent, you're no, probably you normally, talking to a normally have right. got
1: a, a knowledge management database that sits behind that, that has some uh, pre populated sort of uh, FAQs, frequently asked questions. Um, and then you know, sometimes there are uh, customers. You know, now we have a lot of customers who have their agents, and they have blended agents who deal with inbound and outbound and multi-channel as well. They deal with calls. They deal with chat. Um, other customers choose to, for example, have a, a swap team, if you will, that actually are specialised. On the chat. And so, Mm. you know, once the customer gets through some of those common requests and they do actually want to chat with a human, uh, they can actually do that by, you know, engaging with the the swap team as well.
0: Right. And ideally, uh, when they do finally go from a digital channel to the human channel, it is seamless and they don't have to repeat their story, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) That's what... drives people so
1: so important so so important and that's the thing and that then comes down to how you know in our case you know we talk to a lot of customers and one of our biggest integrations at five nine is into the crm system right the customer relationship management whether that be salesforce whether it be zendex customer or you've got your own homegrown crm system that is one of the key integrations that we have um and that most customers will ask us for because one Again, you want to be able to do things like data dips, so that you are you can maybe see based on a phone number who is calling, who is engaging on chat, when did they last interact with you, what did they and buy, what did they buy, what might they, be, what are their preferences, how do they prefer to be communicated to, and then at the same time, you're exactly right when you move between different interaction modes and different channels, the context has to be preserved
0: yep amen all right let's take a quick break and when we come back i want to get back into talking to that uh talking about that intelligent virtual agent we are talking with Jennifer murphy amazing chief marketing officer need to put an a in front of that title uh (laughs) for five nine and this is amazing business radio do not go away much more to come Hi, Chef Hyken your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you, and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.IllBeBackBook.com Dot com. Again, that's www.IllBeBackBook.com.
1: You're listening to
0: Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Jennifer Murphy of Five9. And I would like to talk about this whole um, intelligent virtual as- agent, as you call it, which is basically when you call a company, Today, most of the experience is welcome to our company. Please push one for this or tell us what your problem is. And you say, I have a problem. Uh, I need to replace my ink pen cartridge. How do I do that? Did you say you wanted to buy a new car? No, I. It's not that bad, but it's. But isn't that frustrating? Instead, uh, I know, and, and I know I'm talking a little bit longer than I want to. But I remember, I believe it was uh, the folks that were working with. Was it? Was it Google? I believe uh, might have been where they were so good uh, that you they created this uh, persona that you thought you were talking to a human being. <laughs> And I think that's where we're headed. And I think that's what your new product is all about.
1: It is. And, and that's what I mentioned earlier. So the five Nine virtual voiceover is just one of the awesome features in ultimately what we call our five Nine intelligent virtual agent. And it's part of a bigger campaign around what we call the digital workforce. And it's all about the digital workforce is how can you use AI and automation in order to just increase efficiency, increase capacity, and increase effectiveness within your contact center and ultimately deliver a better customer experience.
0: So, uh, 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 and ideally we're, uh, do you think customers, I mean, ideally we want it to sound like a human being, but do you think customers right now are onto it? They can tell and just prefer, and, and and if that is the case, how do they opt out of that?
1: Yeah. You know, I think you can tell. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I think um, we've come a long, long way, and it's a lot better. But really, I think it comes down to how quickly can you solve the customer's problem. So, at the end of the day, you know, if the uh, if the IVI is helping you solve your problem quicker. That that is what really matters because it's yep. that's that's what it's all about, right? How do I get my problem solved as quickly as possible? And I'm going to choose the channel or the interaction mode that's going to achieve that objective.
0: Right, and if it happens to be one where you're talking to the IVA, um, it should be pretty pretty painless. And and uh, so here's the question: uh, You mentioned in the first part of the show that you uh, go on and you record these and you create these synthesized answers. Does the assistant have the ability to, um, what's the right word? So it's not a rote answer. It's an answer that uh, is based on the context of the conversation. It gives them the information. In other words, does the intelligent assistant just how, I guess, how intelligent is it? How intelligent it? <laughs> is it?
1: Is it, yeah. So it all comes down to, at the end of the day, it comes down to a few different things. It's about understanding the intent and understanding the question and being then able to translate that to what should the response be. Some responses are static responses that could be based on, um, you know, a database, a knowledge database of information. Others are dynamic and personalized responses. So if you're calling up, you can call up to change an appointment for example, say you're calling up to change your doctor's appointment. Well, what you need to do is you will obviously say your name. The IVA can understand that and can verify that against a CRM, a database. And then they can obviously look you up in the background and say, "Okay, hey, it's Shep Iken. He has an appointment logged in the system for Tuesday at 9 a.m., and it can say that back to you. And then you can verify that with a yes or a no. Or you can say what your next action is. Do you want to change that appointment? Do you want to uh, reschedule? Um, and it can pick up on all of those key different words that you're using and then sync it back with the uh, with the backend data as well. So it can definitely be dynamic. It can be interactive. And it's meant to be like having a conversation, hence the conversational AI. It yep. definitely is pretty smart.
0: <laughs> I, I think so. And and uh, now we I hinted at this earlier. Do people have to fear for their jobs with this technology? No,
1: I don't think so. This is not about replacing humans per se. This is an and not an or strategy. And not an or strategy. And it okay, all that's comes huge. down
0: Boom. to context. People
1: exactly. feel good about it. <laughs> exactly. The digit 5.9 digital workforce is an and, not an or strategy. And it's all about context. There are a ton of jobs in the contact center, which are repetitive, which are boring, which do not leverage the superhuman power of your agents. Those jobs can 100% be automated, can be done by the IVA, can be done by the AI and by the automation. But that means that you can free up your agents to work on the things that matter most, the engagements and interactions that require empathy, Mm. the engagements and interactions that maybe require a more complex uh, discussion with the end consumer. And so this is very much an and not an all strategy. And we've got our IVA, our intelligent virtual agents, which might take away some of those repetitive tasks so that you can redeploy your agents to work on other things. And then we've also got technologies like five nine agent assist. And that uses AI and it uses automation in a different context, so that if you do have live agents and somebody calls up, it can help provide things like coaching cards. Yep. So that as your agents having a conversation they can get little coaching tips about what to say next, what to prompt for. So this, I I think, is very much an and not an all strategy. And if you look at all of the challenges today that are around with the great resignation, contact centre turnover. Contact centre turnover is still up in the high 30s, even 40% um, in some case studies that you look at. And that's because I think agents want to be engaged. They want to be empowered. They don't want to do these routine, boring, repetitive tasks over and over again.
0: Yeah, I, I truly believe, and I've been talking about this for years, that artificial intelligence where you normally think, oh, it's supposed to replace the agent and support the customer, the company. No, a great use is support the agent. And you know what it does? It allows a couple of things. Imagine, I'm gonna think about what's the most tech advanced uh you know, support center where I actually do get in touch with an agent and the agent uses voice recognition to immediately qualify this customer to know who it is. Well, that's a great technology. Now artificial intelligence is going to look at this customer's profile and me, the, if I'm the agent say, Hey, you're talking to Geneva. Geneva's called four times about this issue. Why don't you start the conversation by asking her if that's what she's calling about and start, you know, it'll actually listen in on the conversation and feed me real time information. But to your point, which I think is so powerful as an agent, um, maybe I'm talking too fast. Uh, exactly. so the, the coaching might be slow down, Shep. You gotta yeah. understand. <laughs> Jennifer, with you can tell everybody from that accent. She's from the deep south of, the, <laughs> of Georgia, and they like to do things just a little. No, I'm just kidding. But it'll tell me, it'll coach me on how to interact with my customer. It'll say, Your customer's sounding angry. Try using this phrase. It might, you know, there's all kinds of ways that AI can support the agent. I think this is a very powerful function. It should make Agents and companies uh, who are, are employees that are worried about losing their jobs feel really good that maybe some of this technology is just make them better at what they do.
1: For sure, for sure. And, And that's why I think it is definitely about an and, not an or strategy. And you have to look at context and you have to look at the bigger picture of what are you trying to achieve with creating that customer experience and divide and conquer. There are places where the AI and the automation is going to be best used by itself and may replace what a human once did, but that doesn't mean that you replace the human per se. And the other thing is you've got to think about right now, you know, are you able to hire agents quick enough a lot of our customers the reason why they turned to IVA COVID clinic we've used this example a lot of times they actually won one of our reimagined CX awards earlier in the year the reason why COVID clinic turned to IVAs was because they literally could not hire enough agents to be able to take the influx of calls that they were having into their contact center. And they use the IVAs to be able to do appointment scheduling, to be able to give information on appointments, to do Mm. FAQs. And that just helped them scale and ultimately helped them provide a better customer experience overall.
0: And isn't that what it's about? All right. We are down to the final moments of the show. And this is where I get to ask you my last question, the one thing question. And actually, I'm going to put you on the spot. When we're finished with the one thing question, I want to try something I've never done before in a show. So you're going to be the first time we've done this. But give me the one last nugget of information that you want this audience to hear.
1: I think uh, if I had to boil it down to one thing, it's get uncomfortable. Now is the time to reimagine customer experience and really take advantage of AI and automation to your benefit.
0: Right. And I don't care how big or small your company is, it's now, uh, you may not be able to afford the most sophisticated, intelligent virtual agent, but you can use AI and other types of automation at a really inexpensive uh, investment to make the experience better. So here's what I want to ask you last. I, I said that was the last question. Okay. I'm going to actually not even ask you, I'm going to let you ask me. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? <laughs> Somebody said, you ought to ask your guests if they have a question for you. I told you I'd put you on a spot, but you are so good at this. We had the most amazing conversation when I was on your show, which, by the way, give everybody the name of your show.
1: Dare to Reimagine.
0: Dare to Reimagine. The An amazing Dare to podcast. Re-imagine
1: podcast. Yeah, it yes. was awesome. It was great. And I've got a question for you. What are you most looking forward to in 2022 when it comes to how to make customer experience more amazing?
0: More amazing. I think the ability to understand your different customers because we get all this data. And I know this was something we could have gotten into because I see a big chunk here on my on our talking points. So maybe that's for our next show. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I love data, data, I data, know. data.
0: So uh, personalization becomes more and more important than ever. We have the ability to better understand our customers and to deliver personalization at scale, not just one-on-one person to person, but true personalization at scale, making customers feel even in their marketing messages, which to me is part of the customer experience that, wow, this company gets me. So there's my answer. Thank you for asking. I like it. I like (laughs) it.
1: I like like that. I like that. This company gets me because that's what we all want. We all want to feel special.
0: Yes. Well, Jennifer, thanks for being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. This was an amazing interview. And next week, we'll have another one. Jennifer, thanks for being on the show. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, this is Shep Hyken uh, asking you, or actually hoping you will always be amazing.